following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live, and today's date is December 4th, 2023. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-7276. Today's a half show because I've got uh, some uh, uh, homework and some stuff I have to do at the bottom of the hour, so a half hour. If you want to give me a call, today's your day, or you can... Give me a call on, uh, on on Tuesday tomorrow. All right, we have three open lines, 877-207-2276. All right, let's just jump on and get to Mark from California. Mark, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Matt. My question Hi. is regarding 1 Corinthians 7.14, about mm-hmm. the unbelieving husband being made holy, the children. Wondering your perspective on what that would mean to be holy. Um, it says sanctified uh I uh, yeah. Central Way fourteen. Uh, let's see, sanctified. Yeah, uh, it's from Hagioste. Okay, uh, sanctified. Yep. And uh, yeah, I've often wondered about this particular verse, and uh, sort of I'm preambling, saying I'm not exactly sure what it means. All I can do is give you a couple of theories. Uh, the commentators sure. discuss it, and um, you know, we just don't know exactly. Now, sanctification, or, yeah, sanctification means to be set apart for holy use. All right, now, can an unbeliever be sanctified in that sense? Well, yes, an unbeliever can, in that even if he's an unbeliever, God can still assign him a role to do according to God's purpose for God's end and be set apart for that use. Now, that's possible, and God certainly does it. He spoke through Gamaliel, the high priest, who was not a believer, a rejecter of, of Christ, and yet the Holy Spirit prophesied through him. So there's that possibility as something. All right, now, there is something else, though, in the issue, because there is uh, the union of a husband and a wife, and you become one flesh. So what do you do when one is a believer and the other one is not a believer? Well, um, this is where we get get to be a problem, uh, as far as exactly how it works. And notice what it says, otherwise your children are unclean, but now they are holy. So, yeah. so if a wife is a Christian, a husband's not, or vice versa, but a wife's a Christian, a husband's not, the children are sanctified because of the believing parent. And so this is what it says. Okay, that's clear. Now, what does it mean to be sanctified or holy? Well, they're under the covenant aspect. This is a good, uh, actually a good supporting verse for covenant theology. And covenant theology states that the, uh, the Lord works covenantally by establishing agreements with boundaries and stipulations, rewards and punishments. And covenants vary. Old Testament is Old Covenant, New Testament is New Covenant. So the covenant aspect of God works today and works through the Christian church. And so uh, there's a covenant aspect, it would seem, to say that the children are then sanctified to the believing parent for holy use, and that's a covenantal faithfulness that God has to the believing parent to the children. All right. Now it's we get to the issue of uh, the unbelieving husband is sanctified through his wife. The greater takes more precedence over the lesser. The greater is the sanctification of the justification work of, of God saving a spouse. And the unbelieving spouse is not saved by proxy, but is uh, 
guarded a little bit and kept in better standing because of the relationship with the the uh, this believing spouse. So mm-hmm. that seems to be what's going on. Um, that God could, because they're one flesh. So if they're one flesh, yeah. you know, how's that work? And so this is why some of the debates and discussions on this have gone forth. No one really knows for exactly, but those are the kind of ideas that uh, are floated around. Okay. Yeah, and I would certainly agree to you. I mean, I think that we see more uh, in the church, we see people that, that have, I mean, I don't know the percentages, but people that have grown up in the church generally become believers, right? Or people that grow up in Christian families, generally mm-hmm. speaking, there's, a, again, I don't know the numbers, but right. I think we could probably say that that's, you know, a, a good assumption, at least. Yeah, except that's statistically. Not, you know, Statistically, 80% of the uh, children raised in a Christian home go to a Christian church, leave the faith. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really bad. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure why, but it's just statistically, it's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but you, do you know the statistics on the people that would, that claim faith or that, that belong to a church? Would they say that they, do you think the statistic would be that they would, grew up in a Christian 80% grew up in a Christian family? Or yeah, they, yeah. Of those the who church? grew up in a Christian home, went to a Christian church when they were, you know, kids. Yeah. When they when they go to school, actually, I remember now more of it, when they go to a secular school, like a college, 80% lose their faith. Because the secular college is extremely hostile to the Christian faith. Yeah. And most pastors are not equipping the Christians. They're not. I'm sorry, but they're just not. They don't know how. Yeah. And, I'm not knocking them and complaining. It's just they have so much to do. That's why I'm just taking a, this a plug. That's why they. I believe that a group of churches should hire one or two apologists or people who are to do, their job is to go and do a circuit through the churches and teach. So we equip the Christians. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I've I've suggested that for years. And, and I wish you know ten churches would would um, would have me do a circuit through you know and teach them you know through a year. But, yeah. <laughs> At any rate, uh, I think it's a good idea, but you know they don't want to do that. Uh, there's just a, I don't know what the what the reason is. I don't know why. You know, everything has to be perfect for them. I don't know. So that's what it is. Okay. Well, I appreciate your answer. Do you got time for another quick question? Yeah, we have nobody else waiting, so go ahead. Cool. So um, our church is considering, actually not considering, they're in the process of uh, ordaining deacon uh, female deacons. What's your thoughts on that? Is that something that? Like, should I break faith with the church because of that? That whole scenario. All right, so let's go with the Bible. Hear what the Bible says, all right? And uh, let's see what it says. It says, Deacons, this is uh, 1 Timothy 3.8, Deacons likewise must be men of dignity, not double-tongued, or addicted to too much yeah. wine, or fond of sordid gained. Uh, but holding the mystery of the faith, these men must also first be tested. Let them serve as deacons, uh, and uh, the word there is these, and the word men is not there, but the Greek word for these is uh, nominative uh, plural, masculine, which means it's the masculine form of the word. It's not neuter, which might include male and female. It's actually male. And uh, yeah. then let them serve, and it's also in the Greek uh uh, let's see. No, that's just a verb. Sorry, as deacons, and let them, uh, let them, then yeah, as deacons. So, uh, and then it says women must likewise be uh, dignified. And then it says in verse twelve, deacons must be husbands of only one wife. 
So yeah. the Greek there is uh, Andres uh, Mias Gunaikas. So women can't be deacons, according to Scripture. Yeah, the qualification, I'd say the primary qualification for elders and, and deacons is that they're men. Yep. One of the primary qualifications, right? Yep. Just show them. Would you, them. Would you for, go ahead. Would you consider that an issue? I mean, I something so simple yes. in my mind about that. Is that something that is, you know, that I would be looking at the leadership like, Yes. are these people that I can trust? No. Because they're handling the scripture like that. Nope. I'd go up to and tell them. One of the reasons they're... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say it. Look, one I'd of say, the reasons they're... they're go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So one of the reasons why they're... The, I guess one of their scriptural reasons is that they give is... Uh, they try to give is that Phoebe is called a deacon. And I've done the searching. I know that the, the word can be used. Diaconus can be used in different ways. It's used through in different ways throughout the scripture in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they just don't, like you said, the apologist, we need the apologist to come through, or the person Mm -hmm. who has the the study, you know, the scripture, who just, Mm -hmm. real simple, I mean, I guess it's me in this situation, (laughs) like, real simple, like, uh, you know, that that word, just like, you know, the cosmos Mm -hmm. is used multiple different ways, and, you know, we can't just say it, you know, it means the same thing for Phoebe in Romans 16.1 as it does, Mm -hmm. you know, as Paul using it with Timothy, in the different in the context of determining for us what is being said to Timothy, the same with uh, with Romans. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a there's a problem, and um, yeah. So, let's just say I was talking to your pastors. Let's just say I was there for some, whatever reason, and I said, "Oh, you can do with female deacons." Yes, we are. Well, what do you do with First Timothy three uh, eight through twelve? Deacons must be men. They must be husbands of one wife. What do you do with that? Well, Phoebe. Blah blah blah. You know? Yeah, that's what they I'd do. Say, okay, so then, are you setting scripture against scripture? That's the question I'd ask. Because if they understand what it says in Timothy, then they go to counter it with something else. Then immediately, what they're doing is setting scripture against scripture, because it's very yeah. clear. Deacons must be uh, Andres Miasquinaikas in the Greek. You know, it's a husband of one wife, and yeah. this is only a man can fulfill that. And, well, she's called yeah. a servant or a deacon. Well, yeah, the word deacon occurs 29 times. And, in, you know, Matthew yeah. twenty three eleven, the greatest among yep. you must be your servant. Must be your deacon? Yeah. No, Romans deacon. 13, yeah, 4. Exactly. Yeah, for, you know, the, the government is a deacon uh, of God to you. So you say, this look. It's real simple. It's not difficult. It is. Yeah, and they're committing what's called illegitimate totality transfer. The meaning it, it means there this word, so therefore it refutes the clear teaching of First Timothy. Uh, that's what I would talk to them about. I'd say, so yeah. you understand? They say, well, we're still going to have women deacons, and I'll say, then I cannot trust you to to be yeah. a proper shepherd, since the elder is supposed to be able to refute error. The scriptures address this specifically. You seem to ignore what the scriptures telling me, tell us quickly. I mean, clearly. And so, therefore, I cannot trust you uh, as a proper teacher of yeah. the word, and I need to leave. And uh, and I'll tell people why I'm leaving, why I'm why I'm leaving too. Yeah, they won't like that. Yeah. But I want to know, you know, dude. I'm so glad to hear you talk like this. Okay, it's encouraging. I'm getting discouraged lately. I really am. There's a lot of discouragement happening, and, and there's a lot of things going on. And and yeah, you know, it's just a, a little spark of light in a dark forest. You know, when you say things like, well, the scripture says this. And 
Yeah. I wish people had the same attitude as you. I wish the elders in the church would stop just, you know, which way is it the wind, social wind blowing today? Let's just make it work for the yeah, ladies. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I get so tired of it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting so tired of this stuff. You know, it's just, I feel like Sisyphus, <laughs> the, Greek, the Greek guy who was cursed to push a, a rock uphill for the rest of his, his of eternity, you know. And, yeah. uh, man. But uh, it, it, so you're an encouragement that you take the word of God seriously. So good thank you. you. Yeah, it's intriguing to me. I want to know, like, what is the force behind this that is causing these people to go this way? They they said that there are churches that's wanting to be reforming, and they're connected with some solid reformed churches in some ways. They they do a reformation rally mm-hmm. periodically, um, and yet they this is not reforming. <laughs> In any sense, right? It's, it's compromising. like anti it's compromising. Yeah. Yeah. Now they might say they, they might come they might come back and say, Well, it's his husband of one wife. What if he's not married? So let's get to that after the break and I'll give you some information. Okay, hold on. Okay, okay buddy. Hey folks, if you want to call three open lines, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. I'm not against women in ministry. The scriptures are. They're not to be in a position of authority. I can give you the theology behind it. If you don't like it, I can tell you what to scratch out in the Bible so it suits you better if you don't like it. Hey, we'll be right back after these messages. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, buddy, welcome back to the show. Let's get back on with Mark. All right. So a lot of times what they'll do, are you still there, by the way? Yeah. All right. So sometimes what they'll yeah. do in order to try and, and uh, deal with this issue is uh, they will say, well, what if, you know, it says husband of one wife. So if you're taking it literally, what if he's not a husband? Uh, I mean, he doesn't have a wife. Or what if he's married, his wife dies, he's no longer husband of one wife. And, uh, you know, and I say, yeah, you're right. And also has to be children. Also plural. So if yeah. you have one child, I guess you can't be a, a deacon or an elder either, right? So we can take this and run with it if people want to be legalistic about it. But I say, normatively speaking, in that culture, people were married very early. Life expectancy was about half of what it is now. And so they were married early, had children early. So they were just a husband of one wife. And in that culture, marriages were arranged. This is what was normal. So in the plurality of marriage, polygamy, no, 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 one wife. And that's what's being spoken of. And the assumption is it was already male. They were all men. That's how it had to be. And Paul clearly states that it's not a cultural issue when in 1 Timothy 2, 12 and 13, he says, I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain silent for Adam was first created. So he ties it with a created order. So therefore, this is not cultural. And churches who have women deacons and women elders are unbiblical. And they need to repent. And yeah. I know if anybody who's listening and disagrees with me, please call me up right now and we'll have a discussion. I don't care if you're a senior pastor. I don't care if you're a, a, a congregational member. We'll go to the Word of God and see what it says. And everybody needs to abide by the Word of God. If you don't, you're rebelling against it and uh, you need to stop. You need to to do that. And no one's going to call me. They never do. You know, I, I've offered this. By the way, I'm going to do this. I know I'm talking a lot. But I want to offer the challenge yet again that uh, I'll come out to your church. Fly, you know, we can arrange a payment because I, I can't afford too much. But I'll fly to your church and we'll have a public debate on do, does the Bible support women pastors and elders, as an example. And uh, I've been offering this for, I don't know, 15, 17, 20 years. I don't know. 
And uh, yeah. not a single church ever, ever has taken me up on it. All the radio I've been doing for all these years. I wonder why. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for your help with that, and I'll be having some conversations. All right. Yeah, let me know what happens, you know. And and, and I would tell, sure. tell them. I'd say, look, this is what it says. You had to, I had the Bible right in your hand, and show right what it says right there. And if they go to Phoebe, yeah. you know, Romans 16, 1, say, are you setting Scripture against Scripture? And then you can go to, like, for example, Romans 13. Um, oh, let's see. I'll give you the verse. This is this is a, a quick one. Romans uh, 13, which talks about the government, okay, and verse 4. So thirteen four, it is a minister of God for you. It is a diakonos. Yeah. So is it a deacon? Yeah. And say, so that's yeah. a good one right there. So of course not. Yeah. And so neither is Phoebe in that office because the pastoral epistles, Timothy and Titus, they're pastoral epistles on how to behave in the church of God. And so yeah, and totally I tell them, I say, yeah. I'd say, look at it. I say, what do you guys think of this? Let me know what you think, and then give them a week or so, and they don't repent or come to agreement, and then say, sorry, I need to leave, and I'm going to, yeah. uh, me, I'd say, I'm going to tell people why I'm leaving. I'm not going to come back anymore because of this. Here's the scriptures, yeah. and, and uh, I, you know, that's what I would do. Like me. Me, I don't know. Yeah. I'm obstreperous. I agree. I agree with you, yeah. But I'm it's obstreperous? Sad. Oh, it's thanks. Sad. What's that? <laughs> no, it, it's, to me, it's sad that, that something really, I mean, I'm not a pastor. I'm not trained. I'm not, you know, I just study, listen to, to different people. And, you know, when I got questions, I usually read a commentary, read the, you know, Bible Hub has great commentary stuff, you know, all kinds of different stuff. We usually disagree. You're right. There's a lot of disagreement with yeah. the commentaries, but at least you're getting an understanding from people who've been trained, I guess. And you're one of those. I try to be faithful. I try to be faithful to the word, because I'm afraid to teach, because it's a responsibility. I take it seriously, and I want to represent what God says. Personally, I don't like the idea that deacons uh, can't be women. I want women to be used in the church more and more, but that's what it says. So that's what I say. It's not up to me. It's up to God. Yeah, and we 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 know that God does use women in the church, but it's just this thing of the ordained ordained, you know, authority is the way it's that I understand it. And, you know, it's That's right. it's a, a position of authority that, that God has given to the church and uh, yeah. just stepping on God's toes, I guess. Doing yeah, that. They are. Yeah, and I, once again, put the debate title uh, challenge out there to, to anybody if you want to arrange it in your church. Okay. A polite discussion. But uh, you know, does the Bible uh, support women pastors and elders? And it's not going to happen. I wish churches would have me out to teach the congregations. I say, just just give me three days, you know, Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever it is. Just give me yeah. three days to teach them doctrine and all kinds of stuff. And I have a manual. We can distribute it, and they can fill in blanks, you know, that you have answers on the next page. I, you know, that's what's easy. But they can learn, you know, and I can put it together for them. I'd like to do that. Maybe if, maybe if you put on there the tagline of, women pastors, elders, and deacons. <laughs> Maybe that will draw on that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I was thinking a better tag like tagline might be, come listen to Reverend Slick and bring your toes so it gets stepped on. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's what it is. I'd show up. All right, brother. <laughs> Thank you. All right, man. Okay, God bless. God bless. All right. That was Mark from 
California. And if you want to give me a call, we have nobody waiting right now, 877-207-2276. So just so you know, at the bottom of the hour, i got to go. i got to go do my uh, my uh, studies until a half-hour show today. We'll have uh, a repeat uh, for the last half. But i got to tell you guys, let you know that we're having a matching funds drive. And... Um, we're going to be putting together a newsletter about it and uh, reaching out to people. I want to let you guys know that there really is uh, a need. And the months of December, uh, they really help us a great deal when people donate and we have a matching fund. So if you donate 10, it'll become 20. If you donate 100, it'll become 200. And I want you to know something. That uh, Here's an example of kind of things that, that CARM is working. We reach out in different countries. Here's one of them. Uh, we, dis- we had a discussion on, on Friday. And uh, a guy named Moses, he works with us in um, Nigeria. He has been threatened with death. The, Mo- the Muslims have tried to kill him. They've shot up his house. He's had to flee. Uh, then when that died down, uh, some other stuff happened. He passed out literature about Islam, nothing against it, just reciting some of the stuff it teaches. And so the Muslims didn't like that. And uh, so they had him arrested. He spent uh, several days in jail. And their their goal is to... They want ultimately want to kill him, but they're trying to use a legal system. So they had him jailed. He got beaten in, in jail. And uh, he got out, got a lawyer, and we had to help him support a little bit for the lawyer. And uh, then th- the case was dismissed, praise God. So he's been going around the countryside preaching and teaching. And a lot of you don't know this, but there is the positive confession, name it and claim it stuff as teaching stuff. And also there's a lot of false teachers out there that are teaching that the gospel is, is well, Jesus died for your sins, but you have to be good and keep certain uh, habits and certain things to be saved. False gospel. He is teaching now the true gospel. And three congregations now have Bible study groups that are now leaving their congregations, want to study with him because they're believing the true gospel. This is the kind of stuff that we support. If you want to help us out, carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate. It's easy. It's right there. Carm.org forward slash donate. May the Lord bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, when the wolf? Oh, a wolf. Uh, uh, oh! What about the tiny dog? Cat. Owl. Dolphin. What does the turkey say? Whale. Whale sound. Do the giraffe. Giraffe, really? Okay. Giraffe. 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 You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you know the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Yes, God really loves us. But for a lot of people, our attachment to the past outweighs our commitment to the future. We have to stop looking back and start looking forward. The Truth Network encourages you to forget the past. Face it and move on with the love of Jesus Christ. My husband, Alex Hesse, was hit by an IED in Afghanistan. I was playing man on foot patrol and I slept on the bomb. Lost my legs and left hand in an explosion and he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. 
There are so many mountains to climb, and we do it together. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. Seeing Alex learning how to snow ski, that's life-changing. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Alex did it. He skied down this mountain. That's something he won't forget. With the right support, there are no limits. To see him on that slope and smiling like that, we'll be taking this home. This has meant so much. Thank you, DAV. Alex Hussey, thank you for your service. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm chuckling because I just remembered a line in a movie, which I can't repeat. wasn't cussing or anything, but the way it was delivered it cracked me up. And I just re- popped into my head. Oh, so I'm going to read the rest of this email that this person. In fact, this email I just found out is a few years old, and I just emailed the person back <laughs> during the break, and I said... I said, have you repented of your false doctrine of women pastors and elders yet? <laughs> so we'll see. At any rate, uh, to go on uh, this email, uh, the person says, Catherine says, I was quite appalled at his statement and know that God is not pleased as she knows what God wants. There's no scripture for her position. It would be, it, she goes on, uh, it would take too much to show here that women in leadership is biblical, sound, central to God's heart for the body to function as the spirit chooses to give gifts and raise up women to lead. And, uh, you know, this kind of sentiment uh, is is pretty bad. It's just, it's an appeal to emotion, not appeal to scripture. You know, when the Bible says, when Peter, Peter, when uh, Paul says, you know, do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain silent, for Adam was first created. Well, what does that mean? You know, and appoint elders uh, in the city if any man be above reproach, etc. What, what does that mean? It means women. It does. Really. Or when an elder, uh, by definition, a uh, pastor is an elder, and an elder is to be uh, an Hermes Gunaikas, uh, a husband of one wife. And um, how's a woman to do that? How does one fit that, that bill? And so this is why I believe that uh, nobody in roughly uh, you know, 20 years of radio, nobody has accepted the challenge for me to uh, do a public formal debate. Do you know, I want to fly out to their church. So they can, I can get a church locally here to, to house it. I, I have connections. And um, you can get that going. And you can fly out here if you wanted to. And we could do a public debate, have the cameras on, and each person could get a copy of the debate once it's over. So I would like that. You know, does the Bible support women pastors and elders? That would be the topic. Okay, that'd be it. I would use scripture, and the other person could try and use scripture. And I would hope that that would happen. But it hasn't, and I don't believe it ever will, because all they got to do is go to my uh, page and read my arguments, and they're right there. And every now and then when I find a church online that has women pastors and elders, I email them. And I say, well, why are you doing this? And the Bible says that I have a little thing I give right here. It says this right here. Why, why are you doing this? You're going against scripture. And mostly they never respond. Mostly they just never respond. I had a discussion with a guy about 10 years ago here, women pastors and women elders at the church he was going to. And I talked to him as an assistant pastor. We had a nice polite conversation. And I answered every objection, every challenge he had. He was dismissive of the ones that I brought up, and he said at the end, he said, well, we just have to disagree. I said, no, we don't. We don't have to just disagree. You're wrong. You need to repent. 
and he didn't like that. But I said it politely, but it's true. It's true. Uh, that's right. Mr. Bill says, uh, Matt, all you have to do is go to the Bible. That's all I got to do. That's all I got to do. And I would like it that they would do. They'd go to Phoebe. They would go to Deborah. You know, they would do stuff like that. And I would be listening for the ripping of the verses out of context. All right, let's see. This person says, uh, goes on, uh, sexual sin by leaders is always biblically wrong. That's correct. Apostasy, end times falling away. Much of this is based on not acknowledging Jesus as God and salvation through him alone with his word as authority in our lives. You're, she's correct there. I was shocked and dismayed to hear his words. Pride and division are tools of Satan. And this man will have to answer for this accusation and sin. So now all of a sudden I'm in sin for saying women are not to be pastors and elders when Paul the Apostle clearly teaches her not to be. I wonder if she has repented. And she goes on, and you will have to answer for not confronting this lie. Yeah, I have confronted your lie. Anyway, I won't be listening to your show any longer. Okay, that's fine. Because of Jesus, Catherine. I won't read the last name. So, uh, that's a good hate mail. That's a good. Generally, I think the ladies give better hate mails than the guys. For two reasons. Generally speaking, they're a little bit more uh, precise in their grammar. And they're better in it. They're a little bit more emotional. And I like that. I like the emotional stuff uh, because I think it's entertaining when they, they use that over scripture. Um, how much, did I just raise some eyebrows out there? Yes, I did. But hey, that, that's what the Bible says. I challenge you. Here's another one. I challenge you to telephone recorded. I challenge you to. This is a. Why? Where did I get these old ones from a long time ago? Maybe I answered this guy. I did answer him already. And anyway. Um, I challenge you to a telephone recorded debate, you blind heretic. <laughs> yes, that's the way to start off. That's good. Uh, visit this, this Catholic website. Um, this will be good for your our readers. The debate will concern the identity of the one and only true religion and also the unbiblical nature of justification through faith alone and the absurdity of Protestantism. This telephone recorded debate will run on a free form. You know, this is, this is what I get. I'm going to continue reading, but I always like these because they tell me how it's going to be. They don't ask. They proclaim. They pronounce. They tell me. They inform me. This is how it's going to be. I'm like, golly, can you at least ask? Can you be polite? They don't do that. Every now and then I get that attitude here, and this is the attitude. This telephone recorded debate will run on a free form and then a cross-examination format, ensuring fairness excuse me, and equal time to each side. This prevents you from cutting me off your radio while you're getting decimated. Wow. Wow. Boy, this guy's confident. Don't run away like the woman and coward that you are. Whoa. That's not nice. You just insulted women. You know, saying that, that cowardice is associated with being a woman? Are you kidding? There are women who have far more courage than a lot of men. That, that's uncalled for. I would quote that in a debate if I was debating him. Say, what do you mean by this? Like, don't run away like a woman and coward you are. What, do you hate women? Boy, this guy's not rational. He says, you read so many Protestant community mythologies. I do? What do I read? What, what myth, you know, like the Book of Romans? He goes on, you can reach me through this private email of mine, blah, blah, blah. It makes no difference whether it's on your radio show or not, as long as the debate conditions and format are stated at the beginning. Oh, it will be good for you to study up. 
I know your radio show that allegedly attempted to refute justification through faith and works. It was pathetic. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. From yourself with blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's it's interesting. I find that a lot of members of the Catholic Church um, are exceedingly uh, full of hate. Not all of them, but a lot. You know, they're just full of hate and pride. Um, I noticed that. But not knocking all of them. A lot because a lot of them, though, are, I will say this, are pretty nice too, though. But you know, it, it happens. All right, we have nobody waiting, so I'm gonna nobody calling me some more. Hey, mail. I have to inform you in charity that Protestantism is a false religion of man that leads to condemnation. It would seem that as a result of cognitive dissonance, you temporarily downplay the obvious inherent inconsistencies of your man-made religion. One of the pillars of your false religion is that the Holy Spirit will guide the individual believer while reading the Bible. But obviously, the 50,000-plus growing denominations stand as a constant irrefutable proof that the doctrine of Protestantism are not the spirit of truth. See, this is really faulty logic, they say that. 50,000? There aren't 50,000. And uh, and I ask them, where do you get this number? Is this gossip? Because they don't know where they get this number. They just hear this. 50,000, the Protestant denomination. Really? What are they? Can you name me five? What are they? Uh, and and where did you get the fifty thousand from? Okay, and they don't—they don't have any answers. So I say you don't know, and you're spreading gossip. And um, and just because we have differences of opinion on minor error, errors doesn't mean that we're wrong. This says Catholics disagree on minor errors within their heresies. I'll go on here. Any honest person, oh gee, these are always good things to say. If you're honest, you'll believe what I tell you. That's how it comes down to it. See, any honest person would realize that since the original founders of Protestantism disagreed with each other on crucial bunch of doctrine, uh, he's not saying what they are. I'm scanning ahead. He's listing like Zwingli and Calvin and Luther, but he doesn't say which doctrines they're disagreeing on. He said then Protestantism is false. See, that's ridiculous. It's faulty logic. So if two Catholics disagree. Then does that mean Catholicism is false? It, these guys cannot think. And that's another thing is I've I've met so many people and I'll point this out that, that that's not logical. What you're saying they still can't see it. They're so radicalized that they can't see straight. You should visit this web website for the most important information that you can ever see in your life. There's absolutely no salvation outside the Catholic Church. That's right. If you're not a Roman Catholic and belong to the Roman Catholic Church, you can't go to heaven because it's about membership in the true church. Not Jesus, but the true church. And that is what we call cult mentality. Hey, there's the uh, break music. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, welcome back to the show. Last segment of this wonderful Friday. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. We have nobody waiting right now. I guess people are enjoying me doing the hate mail. And I read one more during the break, and I, I laughed. This was good. This is, this is I like this one. And this is what the email says. Just reach up to your head. See if there's a little switch there. Please move it to the on position. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. That is a good one. That's what I'll say when I'm talking to uh, Catholics and Eastern Orthodox, and <laughs> they get really tweaked. 
They get because I'll say stuff right, and they go and there's going you know like like a little dog on a leash, and they want to get me right. They're, they're mad at me. <laughs> and so what I'll do sometimes? Hey, can you do me a favor? And they go what? Look behind you. Wherever you are, just look behind you. They go, what? Why? Are you looking behind yourself? Are you looking? Look down. Why? Well, just see if your diapers are filled. <laughs> I'll say that to them because it's the tweak, you know, because I'm to say stuff. And uh, it's a lot of fun sometimes to have fun. But, you know, hey, this is the kind of thing I would say. Look, is there a switch on your head? Please move it to the on position. I think I'm going to start using that one. I like that one. Check switch on skull. Move to on position. Next. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that one. I do. That's good stuff. All right, let's get another one. There is there is a way to know the truth, but you are obviously afraid of taking it. That's it? Oh, and it says, this is the subject, your intelligence towards Mormonism is sadly lacking. My intelligence is lacking? How about my information on Mormonism, you know? All the stuff I've been studying on it for years and years, and I know some of the world's experts on Mormonism. They're friends of mine, and I can talk to them about anything about Mormonism anytime. Yeah, my uh, your intelligence toward Mormonism is sadly lacking. That reminds me. Uh, probably going to have Bill McKeever on, uh, or uh, Eric Johnson on, Monday or Tuesday next week, because uh, they're doing a grand opening of a Mormon, not a Mormon thing, a, a Christian, I forget the name of it, because they just opened it up. The official opening is next week in Sandy, Utah. And I may go down there. This depends. I've got a lot of driving to do this week coming up. I'm going to take someone out to another city for a doctor appointment. He can't drive that far and stuff like that, you know, which is fine. And um, then my wedding anniversary is next week, too. 36 years my wife and I are married. She's so lucky to have me. Man, she's a lucky woman. And uh, so the the Mormon opening thing, whatever. <laughs> Oh, Bill's not listening. Bill and Eric are listening. And if oh, I don't think Terry's not listening because she has a different job now. But if they're listening, the the Mormon open building thing that they're doing uh, next week, I want to get down there for it. Utah Christian Research Center. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for people making me look good, I would look even worse. So the Utah Christian Research Center grand opening is from the 11th to the 24th. 11th to the 24th. So that means then. That could get down there next week, but that's on a Friday. So I have to have dinner with my wife on Friday, so that's out, and I can't get down there for that. Maybe I'll go on the first weekend of December, something like that, get a private tour. Private tour, I don't know. But it's a really great thing. What they're doing there is Bill has shown me um, videos and stuff. He showed me some stuff. We've had calls about it. And uh, it's a nice building, and they're going to have a library in there. They're going to have a place for people to meet, to teach, uh, relax, and a whole bit. And, um, you know, so it's going to be great. I'll be down there sometime, too, and I'll let you guys know when I'm going to be there. And, hey, I can meet you. It'd be fun. You know, it'd be fun to meet us in Draper. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's get over to here. Let's get over to here. Uh, your name is Slick. How very appropriate. That's the insult. That's it. That's a hate mail. Now, I have to give this one a thumbs up because not only... Did the person think to use my name, which really is slick, but associated with it just an implication of impropriety by saying it is appropriate that it's my name. This is clever, and I appreciate that. Not many can do that and have such uh, excellent insultness 
in such a short span while attacking the individual uh, whose last name is Slick. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. If I met that person, I go, that was good. Seriously, high five. I like that one. All right, let's get on the air. Let's get to, oh, wow, Simon from Norway. Hey, Simon, welcome. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, Matt. Hello. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I heard hey. you um, talk earlier in the program today about uh, being a uh, Christian in politics. Uh, yeah. And uh, I actually am uh, in politics. Uh, you said I, last time I called many months ago, uh, I was saying I was going to run again. Uh, you said mm-hmm. if you lived here, you'd vote for me. Now, we do have voter ID here, so I don't think you would get away with it. But, but, uh, I, but I did get reelected. <laughs> So you did good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I'm I'm in the I was in the Christian uh, Democratic Party, uh, but okay. they they didn't want me there because I'm Christian. <laughs> so yeah. so as a, so then the some people here that uh, in the in the that in their municipality here uh, said, well, let's form another party. So we formed a local division of a Christian conservative party, and we got enough votes. So um, my, my question is, though, that you, you, you said that you all, if you ran for office, uh, you wouldn't get elected and, you would, you know, no. people would just call you so-and-so, uh, yeah, homophobe right. and whatever. Yeah. But, but, the, but the thing is, I don't think that's a, a, a reason for not running if you're considering running because uh but i'm not yeah you might be called both yeah okay <laughs> yeah you know i mean yeah. if i'm gonna do it i would go for the presidency i would just jump right in the deep end because okay. i'm as qualified as biden is so you know oh, yeah. he's incompetent yeah. and, and i'm basically incompetent so hey we're, we're even if he can do it i could do it all yeah. i need is a bunch of people to stuff the ballots like he did and the liberal leftist media mm-hmm. to slant stuff and suppress information like it was done then i could win you know yeah yeah well i'm just i just think that you know i'm i'm in politics locally here but you know it does give a a, a position and and a voice to be able to uh to speak up you know even in national matters uh, so so uh you know you don't have to run for president or prime minister or whatever right away but you know you, you start off in a place where there's influence which can which can have a, a, a large effect on on many people so yeah yeah you know so, um, i don't know how you are but i've always you know I've, every now and then people wonder about this during an office whatever because the only reason i think about it because my last name it fits perfectly so you know it's like you know it just yeah. it would work and you know, I mean, could you imagine yeah. the insults and the jokes coming out? Oh, it'd be awesome, <laughs> you know. But here, I, I was thinking, yeah. you know, I'm up there and they're interviewed, and you're, are you against homosexuality? Yes, I am. Just, you know, mm-hmm. what about it? You know, yeah, yeah. It's it's a sin. Yeah, I believe it's a sin. That's right. Doesn't mean I hate them, but it's a sin. Right? Yeah, we shouldn't be pushing in our children. Yeah. So what's the problem with that? Am I allowed to my, have my opinion? You know. Yeah, I mean, those are the types of arguments that I give when we've had these issues of uh, flying the rainbow flag and and those such issues here. Uh, You know, I have argued against that uh, also biblically, just saying saying from the political uh, pulpit, you know, that... uh, Mm -hmm. It's 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 against God's will that we that we fly these flags. So we we must not do it. Yeah, that's right. And I would ask him, can you uh, fly a you know can you put a cross up there too sometime in any buildings? I mean, just fair. Yeah, we have a cross in our flag, our national flag. Well, there you go. Oh, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm saying, why don't, we, why don't we just raise the Norwegian flag? You know, it, it unifies everybody. Yeah. There you go. So, See, yeah. Now make me want to move over there and vote for you. Get a, get a quick citizenship sure. somehow and, and vote for you. Sure. So yeah, locally, you just have to live here for three years, and then you can vote, even if you're not a citizen. <laughs> I guess it's not going to happen. Hey, yeah. Tell my wife, hey, hon, I know yeah. you don't like the cold here in, in uh, Idaho. How about Norway? I'd get this weird stare. Yeah. It'd be, be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I want to yeah, go to Norway well, well. sometime. I'd love to go there. I would. Yeah. It'd be fun to go there. I yeah. Would. It would be good. Yeah. All right. Well, I listen to your show pretty much every day, even though it's very late in the evening. So, well. <laughs> what, what time is it there in Norway? Uh, it's 5 to 1. So 12.55 at night. Yeah. Oh, that's early. Uh, I don't go to bed till two or three, yeah. so that's that's a that's easy. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but I'm glad you're listening. So yeah, I usually listen to your show live, uh, but not every day. I, I catch it uh, on recording on, on Rumble. Okay. Uh, but today it's Friday, so I I stayed up. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Well, God bless, man. All God right. bless. Yeah, and okay. by the way, great uh, seeing you on the on the. Uh, podcast with Eli and and Sai uh, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and that other guy uh, for this uh, epic uh, roundtable. Rogers. I like those. Oh, that was fun. Things. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to so, start doing those too, but I'm so stinking busy. But yep, yeah, I want to do those too. All yeah. right, and uh, and also I, I unfortunately I, I I cut the subscription to the Patreon since you're obviously not on there, but uh, I went in and yeah. started donating. Uh, by by credit card instead, so okay. I get enough value yeah, for my money by up. listening to the radio. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but I am thinking about starting up Patreon again. But I don't know what people would want me to do with it because I've already got uh, so much other things going. But uh, hey, we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you got our support uh, here from Norway, so I appreciate that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, man. All right, well, yeah, God bless. In dollars, not kroner. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All Thanks. right. Bye bye. Okay, bye. All right. How about that? From Norway, we got listeners. We've had from Japan. We've had them from, uh, I think, Korea also. We had callers over the years. Anyway, and uh, Poland and some other stuff. So uh, we've got about two minutes left in the show. And what I'm going to do is read one more hate mail and then make a you know closing comment and stuff. And I like this hate mail. This is uh, good. It says. Uh, you're an absolute idiot and have no idea what you're talking about. And anyone who believes what you write is a fool. Wow. You know, I do enjoy hate mail. Now, why is that? Why do you think? I think it's because when you're doing the work of the Lord, the world's going to hate you. When you shine your light, the world's going to hate you. And think about this. If the world loves you and everybody loves you for everything you do and stand for, then you're not following Christ. There would be a peace with people. But if they love everything about you, then something's wrong. Because the world hates the light, and it hates the truth of who Christ is. I'm not saying be offensive just to be offensive. But I am saying that truth is what offends people. And our job is to speak the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Not for the purpose of being offensive. Let the Lord Jesus be the offense, not us. And uh, that's what it needs to be. So there you go. I hope you all had a great um, a great Friday. And I'll be on the air on Monday and Tuesday, full days, Monday and full day Tuesday, and then off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Got a lot going on. And uh, that'll be that. So I hope you all have a great weekend and that you have uh, a good time in church when you get to church on Sunday. 
So check it out and uh, you know, pray. Pray with this ministry. And please consider supporting us. I don't ask very often, but karm.org forward slash donate. We do uh, need that support because that's how we stay on the air. That's how we stay uh, supporting missionaries and all that kind of stuff. And Lord bless you. By His grace, back on the air on Monday. We'll talk to you then. See you. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.